0: We'll I was joking with my business coaching clients this morning about a fine that I have put on my husband, a $50 fine for every news media article he shares with me about the coronavirus because we'd gotten to about five a day. Uh, he apologized last night and said, I've just put $50 in your bank account, but here's another article again this morning. I've just put another $50 in your bank account, but here's another article. I have been very deliberately judicious in what information I am consuming as a private practice owner, as a business owner, and as business coach around the coronavirus. What I have been consuming, and I'll share a little bit of this with you, um, is information from directly from government. So uh, one of the sources of information that I have access to because I have quite a large contract or my practice has quite a large contract with our primary health network uh, in Tasmania is I have a direct line of communication from the primary health network with an email update that they provide to primary health providers such as doctors and so on, medical doctors and so on in the community. So I've been privy to some very sensible, very level information about coronavirus and keeping our um, fear in check in the face of facts. So one of the things that I just want to put a little caveat here, I'm not going to talk about the science of, of coronavirus. I'm not going to talk about infection rates or me- I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a, I'm a, I am a have a PhD in clinical psychology. But what I am going to talk about is a couple of little key psychological elements that I want you thinking about, especially as it relates to your private practice. If you're a private practitioner, but also if you're in business in any setting, some of what I'm about to talk about will give you things to think about how you can apply some of this advice to your own business. So stick with me even if you're not in private practice. I'm going to be talking private practice language but I know that you're smart enough to then go and apply some of that information to your own business. Now, unlike most of my public live videos that you will be familiar with me doing more recently, I do intend this to be a bit more of a q and a style um, video, so I will interrupt myself from time to time to answer some questions as they pop in. Um, I'm not going to greet everybody as they comes on live because that as they come on live because that'll take too much time, but I will try to keep on top of questions and answer those as we go so What I want to talk about first and foremost is where you're getting your information from, which is why I slapped a $50 fine on my husband for sharing too many news media articles with me. Um, He's still in Hobart. We're we're very much a fly in fly out family at the moment. My kids and I are here in Melbourne. So the poor bugger, you know, he's stuck in Hobart worrying about us getting sick here. Um, And of course he's flying in again this weekend and, uh, You know, he wants us to be well. I want him to be well, but I'm not consuming news media articles unless I think they've been well-researched and they're based on information from the government. So my first point really is to be very cautious about what information you're consuming and certainly not headline surfing. So if you're headline surfing, you're gonna set yourself up for a great deal of anxiety, statements that are being bandied about, like it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better, stuff like that, while true, doesn't tell you the whole story. So the information that is available is that the severity of coronavirus for most people won't be all that horrendous unless you have a whole bunch of pre-existing conditions so like I said I'm not going to talk about the medical side of it because that's outside my scope I just want you to be cautious in how much fear you're subscribing to and how much anxiety you're subscribing to and look to government sources for the facts So, our Prime Minister, and I haven't had a chance to watch the whole video yet, but our Prime Minister was before the media today talking about Coronavirus and was saying very much go about your business, go about your everyday business, live your life normally. Um, I'll just take a side step to doff my hat to my friend in the United States who currently is unable to live his life normally. Having uh, just returned from Europe and is currently in isolation, thinking of you, my dear friend. I know you will be well. Um, we mustn't buy into um, the fear that prevents, to, that does two things to us. So, this is a psychological element I want you to think about. So, fear that makes us stockpile stuff. So, for example, you might have seen there's a little bit of a message floating around social media at the moment to stop stockpiling face masks because medical and health workers need those items. We don't want to sell out of those items so that medical professionals can't have them. You're far better off making sure you're spending time washing your hands properly. If you don't know how to wash your hands properly, and I'm underlining the word properly, Google it. Figure out how to wash your hands properly with soap and water. So if there is a run on um, hand sanitizers, you don't need to worry about that because you'll know how to wash your hands properly. Okay, so let's talk about business and coronavirus. So the the issue really is, in Australia, uh, we're actually a little bit lucky. Our government has been very proactive, has acted Ahead of World Health Organization advice, um, has taken steps early, so we're already in Australia in a in quite a fortunate position compared to some other countries. We also in Australia we have some uh, uh, fabulous scientists in Queensland working actively on a on a vaccination for coronavirus, and that seems to be from what I've read seems to be progressing very well. #Hashtag Science, well done. Um, What I would like you to think about for your business are some of the very practical things that you can do for your business today. Well, it's past business hours, so maybe tomorrow. Some of these things will have to wait till tomorrow. The first thing we wanna think about is we wanna put our little future brains on and we wanna think about what happens if there is advice to the community. So to lock down, for want of a better word, or to self-isolate. So there is talk about a potential Let's put that in context, potential. Not certain, not definite, hasn't happened yet, let's not panic, potential future where we might see infection rates warranting communities to work from home. Now for many of us, especially those of us in private practice, if we're not working, if we're not client facing, so if we're not sitting in front of a client um, getting a fee for a session delivered, we don't get paid, we get no money, right? So, what we need to think about is what can we do to keep ourselves, our businesses, our clients as healthy as possible. The first thing I want you doing is checking your business insurances. Really practical thing. I don't know if anyone else has given you that advice yet. It's the first thing I'm gonna be doing tomorrow, is ringing, in fact, I might even do it tonight, email my business um, insurance advisor um, and just asking him the policies I've got now, if I can't work, so of course in my in my um, business now I'm predominantly online. So technically, there's nothing stopping me from working, unless all my business coaching clients are not able to work and can't afford to pay me for my services. So there's that flow on potentiality. So I'll be asking him what advice he has for me around the insurances that I currently have. So thinking about things like income protection insurance, um, business expenses insurance, director's insurance, and whatever else. So thinking about talking to your insurance broker, very practical step, do that in case there is some kind of shutdown of services and you are required to work from home. Now, as a private practitioner, working from home is not something most of us are equipped to do. Uh, Most of us will practise from rooms elsewhere. Most of us don't welcome our clients into our house. And certainly, if the advice is to work from home, well, nobody's gonna be welcoming clients or anyone else, for that matter, into their home at that particular time. So I would like you to also think about how and do this now, because if you start putting this into practice now and there is no lockdown, awesome, because you've got a bonus for your business. You will have thought about an additional strategy for your business services. So I want you thinking now about an online and or telephone delivered element to your service. So as a private practitioner, um, now in Australia, we have some Medicare or government funding towards providing telehealth. So online, like just like this, service delivery to people in rural and remote locations. Um, anybody else currently wanting telehealth services can do that, but they don't get any, any sort of rebate from the government for that service. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about building up those conversations that you can start having with your clients tomorrow about, or today, about the potentiality for online and or telephone delivered services without a rebate if need be. So that clients are aware that that's an option that they can access. Then it's up to them to decide whether or not they want to utilize that option without any kind of government backing or government support. Um, Linked to that, I would also ask you to talk to your clients about checking their private health insurance policies so that they are informed about whether or not they could access some private health insurance to be seen you know to be seeing you from home so we need to think about not just a pandemic not just a lockdown but what about the odd client here or there who might need to self isolate like my poor friend in the states um, because they might still need mental health support. And there's also the additional um, psychological layer of being isolated for a couple of weeks. You know, that's a long time to be locked away on your own. Um, so talk to them about what private health insurance they have, whether or not it covers uh, mental health treatment and whether or not it covers mental health treatment via telehealth options such as phone or internet. So be really proactive in talking to your clients and talking to your team about getting over any mindset issues about accessing help via online means because a lot of people will hesitate and say, oh, I'm not sure I'd really like to do that. A lot of clinicians will say, oh, I'm not sure that the rapport is as good, let me tell My team does a lot of online um, therapeutic interventions because we have, as I mentioned before, a contract which involves delivery of services to clients in rural locations. We've done that for about four years now. what always happens is first of all the clinician gets over themselves and realizes ah this is actually quite easy I can do this and then secondly the client also gets over their initial fear and realizes it's fine and within a minute or two of a session being conducted online both parties forget that there's a phone or a computer screen between them. They get into the conversation, they get into the rhythm of running that session and the client gets benefit. The clinician feels that rapport has been established and away you go. So have these conversations now because firstly, it's not gonna hurt your business. Secondly, it's gonna add an option for your clients at any time. And thirdly, if we do end up with some kind of lockdown in the future, if, it happens let's not panic if it happens then you're already prepared for how you can continue to deliver a service to your clients and how your clients can continue to receive services from you it won't be a panicked last-minute what the hell are we going to do throw our hands up in the air kind of conversation everyone will know what's going to happen and how it's going to happen so that's that's the simple part The harder part of course is is, um, client payments. Now there are conversations happening at government level about the possibility of Medicare rebates being extended more broadly to cover telehealth options in the event of some kind of lockdown. Um, I don't have any answers for that but it's important that you know that those conversations are happening so there is a possibility. Worst case scenario, you can do a couple of things. You can see the client as usual, charge your normal fee. Um, The client can access their private health health rebate because you've done them the service and the courtesy of giving them the heads up to get their private health insurance sorted out early. Um, Secondly, you could run a shorter session and just charge them for a half, half session instead of a full session. So you're doing a touch base, you're doing almost like a mental health first aid kind of a session with them and they're at least getting some support during that period of time. And thirdly, um, of course, they uh, there is the option for pro bono sessions, but let's not set ourselves up as business professionals who need to also pay our own bills to just offer pro bono point, you know, carte blanche, because you will need to look after yourself too. Which brings me to looking after yourself too. So I am never I'm very outspoken. I think you guys know me, right? There are certain things I'm not so outspoken on. Vaccination is one of them. Um, I normally would not publicly go, go and in, enter into the debate about vaccination versus big pharma and all of that stuff. Um, but I will hang my, my pin my flag to the, to the mast of vaccinations. I am pro-vaccination, I, I am pro-science. Um, as a health professional, in private practice with a client-facing role my role as a clinician is as a perinatal clinician it's absolutely my obligation to not expose my babies that come into my practice um, to any unwarranted risk so i take it very personally that i must keep my vaccinations up to date the advice i would recommend you consider and you can you're welcome to your own opinion about vaccinations i'm not opening this up for debate this is just my opinion Talk to your GP or your family doctor about where you're at with your vaccinations. And um, there's been a little bit of, of stuff going around on the internet about the flu vaccination and, and people getting a bit cross because the flu vaccination won't protect you against coronavirus. Of course it won't it protect you against getting the flu. You don't want the flu and then get coronavirus on top. So have a chat with your doctor about keeping your own health tip top. So that you can stay well. So that if you are exposed to the coronavirus in a public-facing job, as we are, you will be at the lower end. This is the the expectation that you would be at the lower end of severity um, in terms of illness and inconvenienced and possibly and and isolated and all those things. Um, so take the responsibility for your own health. Let's put it. Let's just put it there take responsibility for your own health and when you're in a public facing role just take it quite um, you are in the position of potentially inadvertently passing something on to your client so I take that responsibility very seriously in the current climate in particular um, the next thing I think is, uh, you know, when you're thinking about your clients, um, thinking about um, opportunities for hand washing, opportunities for um, um, hand sanitizers, opportunities for um, that's what I'm looking for, um, being seated at an appropriate distance. I think at the moment that's more of a psych- psychological thing. So it's, it's about people feeling safe and feeling welcome in your private practice. When they walk in the door, they can see that there's some hand sanitizer there. They feel a little bit safer knowing that's there. When they walk in the door of the bathroom and there's a good big hefty thing of soap that they can wash their hands with. Um, when they're in their waiting room or in your waiting room, you know, not feeling that they're sitting on top of people who are coughing and spluttering. So um, being very practical. So the key things your business survival. So talk to your insurer about your business survival. Be proactive about setting yourself up ready for online and telephones delivered services if it comes to that, but do it anyway. It doesn't hurt you to have that as an option for your clients. Um, thinking about how you would bill for those services and how you would receive payments for those services as well. So think about setting something up for yourself. So it might be something like, um, and you don't need to action this right now, but if, if you were thinking about having an online service where where people are isolated in their homes and you're isolated in yours then it might be that you've got a a scheduling app where people can pay for their session as they book themselves in and so on so you can set up things like Acuity or Calendly to be linked to things like Stripe or PayPal so it's a really simple process once you've got that set up that people can book in, pay for their session, you do the work and off they go Um, and that all happens from everybody's lounge room, bedroom wherever they might be at the time Um, I'm just ticking off in my head. Uh, if I've covered all of the bits because I talked about this today in my group Quite Confidence and after I came away from the conversation I thought you know I really should talk about this a bit more publicly. Um, I know there have been a lot of questions going around the traps about how to prepare our private practices and how to be prepared for the event of some kind of lockdown or shutdown because people are obviously frightened about the impact, potential impact on their um, income and rightly so. So think of insurance. Get your clients to think about their own health insurances. Keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself up to date medically. If you've got any concerns about your own health, talk to your doctor, obviously. Um, Does it look like I've got questions? That's very good. I must be talking 10 to the dozen and you're all listening with rapt attention. Um, And I think at the end of the day um the final thing is to is to keep communicating so l- look to the government sources for your information try not to buy in too much to the the media sources some media sources are better than others obviously um but even then if we' if we're headline surfing we're setting ourselves up and we're, we're setting ourselves up for misinformation as well which isn't helpful um, i shared the um I shared just screenshots from an email I received from the Australian Psychological Society today. It was very measured, very sensible. Um, I know not everybody is a member of the APS, so I thought it was helpful to share that information. There is a website there. I will go back, because I did that in a mad hurry this afternoon. I'll go back and see what that website was, and I'll share that as a separate link for the Australian Government Health Department so that you can access that. I might even put it in the comments here so you can access that. So the key for your private practice is to just start thinking now. Even the practical things, like each time you do your grocery shopping, perhaps get some extra toilet paper, or perhaps get some extra soap, or perhaps get some extra hand sanitizer. If you do that, you know, one extra one each time you shop, then you'll have enough on hand if it comes to it. But I really encourage people not to be panic-driven and not to be not to be driven by fear and. Um, uh, what's the word, stockpiling, because it's just not really going to help anybody. Um, I, I did note, though, that the Prime Minister mentioned in his, the bit of his speech that I saw today that he had spoken with our major um, supermarkets, Coles and Woolworths, uh, about their supply plans and uh, was reassured, was greatly reassured, whatever that means. So uh, make sure you've got toilet paper. I will be taking notes from my dear friend in America who is in isolation right now about what he notices uh, about being in isolation and if I can share his insights I will gladly do so. Perhaps even for the sake of entertainment, his not ours, um, I'll ask him if he wants to have a chat with us online at some point, um, perhaps for the podcast or something else. Um, If there are any questions I'm happy to just have a sip of my iced latte which I grabbed very quickly on my way back home after collecting my son from school but otherwise if there's no questions i hope that's been helpful um i was joking with my mentoring clients today about oh thank you katrina has posted um let's all cheer for katrina she's just finishing her honors thesis this week well done katrina Uh, and thank you for sharing that that website so that's a website specific to coronavirus from the australian health department thanks katrina um I was joking with my mentoring clients today that I actually dreamt last night, which is why I spoke to them about coronavirus this morning. Uh, I actually dreamt last night that I was giving a speech about coronavirus and how to prepare your business for it. And, um, and I woke up feeling like, wow, that was a really good speech. Couldn't remember a word of it except one very cheeky phrase, which I won't share because it was a bit rude. <laughs> but it's encouraging people not to share it, not to pass it on. Um, all right. Thank you to those of you who've joined me live. Uh, there's about 12 of you, 13 of you uh, as I'm wrapping up. And what I want you all to think about is any ideas that you that this conversation has generated for you. I'd love it if you would share those ideas perhaps in the comment section here um, or on your own pages because, you know, you're all independent people. Um, But if you've got ideas for private practitioners uh, that you think would be helpful, uh, these conversations, when we have these conversations, they happen to act like a little bit of a catalyst and then ideas start to flow and people share ideas and and inspire each other to do more things that are useful and helpful. if you're not a private practitioner, if you're a business owner in some other setting, I hope the conversation has actually given you some means of thinking about what you might do in your business. Um, obviously, I think you know, retail and hospitality, I, I think I'm thinking already of those of you in retail and hospitality and, and how this is gonna impact you. And, I, and I'm, you know, my, my thoughts are very much with you, um, but perhaps there is something in this conversation today that might help you, even if it's just talking about the insurance side of things that might help you um, prepare your business. For a potential outbreak, a potential lockdown. And then the nice thing is, hopefully, you know, it won't come to pass. Um, you know, we'll all just get a cold and, um, and get better and move on. Um, fingers are crossed. Those of you who might be watching who are in isolation or unwell, um, please also know that my thoughts are with you and I wish you a very speedy recovery. All right, well, thank you for your time. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Please don't hesitate. If you're watching the replay later, don't hesitate to um, shoot through some questions in the comment section. And if I can answer them, I will. Um, And if I can't answer them, I'll I'll let you know that too. Have a fabulous, fabulous afternoon. Stay well, please. (laughs) Bye for now.